0: Hey, 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 amazing people! It's June. How did that happen? Summer is just around the corner. Okay, at the weekend, I did this amazing thing. I took part in a challenge called the Onco Swim. The Onco Swim is a swimming challenge so that we can raise money for breast cancer research and also for people who are affected by breast cancer. In total, They raised over €103,000, That's absolutely amazing. Our team between us, we swam 30 kilometres. I swam at least 10 kilometres. Unfortunately, my watch broke, so I don't know exactly how many I swam, which is a bit of a shame. It was choppy, it was cold, it was definitely wet. It was a bit of a challenge, but it was super, super fun if any of you would like to donate to that cause, the easiest way is to send me the money to my PayPal account, which is at yahoo.com. Feel free to message me if you want to do that, or you can just send the money across. Okay. What else is happening in the wonderful world of Dr. Orlina? First of all, Oh my goodness, it turns out that when you write a book, apparently you need a hundred reviews on Amazon if Amazon is ever gonna show that book to anybody other than the people who already know you. And I only had 20 reviews of my book, which I wrote a few years ago. So now I am focusing on getting some more reviews. If any of you would like a free copy of the book, I will leave a link in the show notes. You can sign up and get a PDF copy of the book. And I would really love it if you could write... A review if you enjoy it. Please don't give me a bad review, give me a good shining review. I've had so many amazing reviews. I'd love to read them out, but they're quite long. But when I read them, they actually bring goosebumps to myself and little tears to my eyes where they just say, Dr. Alina did an outstanding job. Thank you, thank you. It's a really simple book. It's not designed to be complicated, it's designed to be simple and get you moving forwards. So if you would like to leave a review, sign up for a free copy of my book. Also, there is going to be a free workshop on June the 18th called, what is it called? It is called How to Lose Weight and Lead a Vibrant Life. I will leave a link in the show notes to that. How to Lose Weight and Keep It Off. I think the keeping it off bit is really important. How to Lose Weight, Keep It Off and Lead a Vibrant Rest of Life. And it will be an interactive, if you can turn up live, you can ask me as many questions as you want to. So sign up for that so that you can get the Zoom link. Lastly, if you are interested in joining the amazing cohort of wonderful women who are in my coaching program, I've slightly changed how I do the coaching program so that you can now sign up for a four-week program called a guided reboot. And that's really the beginning of coaching because I understand that signing up for a long-term program feels a little bit daunting. So the idea is That you do the reboot the guided reboot with my support first and that gives you the time to say yeah do you know what actually I really want to carry on this is so valuable to me which to be perfectly honest is what a lot of people find or actually after four weeks I've got the tools that I need I'm happy to go and do this by myself so if you're interested in joining the program please book a call again the link is in the show notes okay on with today's show Hello, hello. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. I hope that you are feeling fabulous today. Today, I want to talk to you about stress. Now, I know that I said every single week I will ask you a question. I'm leaving these questions till the end so that you can we can think about them later on. Now, the reason I want to talk about stress is that stress is a really big thing in our lives these days. Now, it might be that stress is leading you to emotionally eat. Hello, wonderful people who want to stop emotionally eating and really get to healthy, amazing you. And this is one of the things that I really work on with my clients is stopping emotional eating because it's a really big obstacle for people who want to enjoy healthy eating and get to healthy, amazing you. So that's one reason is that stress may be leading you to overeat. But it might, there are other not so great things about stress as well. So, you know, we all know that stress isn't good for us. And if you didn't listen to the podcast that I did with Dr. Robin Tiger a few weeks ago, go and listen to that. And she gives a story of how she was really stressed and had all of these symptoms. And oh my goodness, it sounded like she had something really nasty, some horrible, weird illness, whereas actually really the root cause was stress. So we know that stress isn't good for our health. It's not good if you're trying to lose weight. It's not good for so many different things. But the other thing about stress is that it's just not pleasant. It's just not a nice way of leading your life. It's basically, you know, do you want to be stressed and miserable or do you want to be happy, calm and relaxed? And I always look at my kids when they are in what I call negative brain and they, you know, they're cross, they're grumpy. And I say to them, hey, you know, do you need some help getting into positive brain? And they're like, no, I'm really cross and grumpy. I want to be in my grumpy brain. And that's kind of what happens when we're in that negative brain, your brain wants to stay in negative brain. And we'll depack stress a little bit, but a lot of stress is really about negative brain. Now, when you jump into positive brain, positive brain's like, I want to stay in positive brain. It's really great in positive brain. I'm happy, I'm calm, I'm relaxed, I'm doing stuff, and I can really see how damaging positive brain is. But when we're in that negative brain, it's really difficult to be able to step out and take that, that route out. So, stress is damaging on so many levels. But the big thing, the big thing for me is life is just not as easy and happy and fun when you're living with stress the whole time. Now, the first thing I really want to talk about with stress is a big misconception that I see. I think a lot of people really feel that stress is. It has to be something big and important, like you have to have a high-powered job or you have to be going through a big life experience like a divorce or some other huge great thing to be allowed to have stress. I remember years ago when we first moved to Spain and I said to one of my friends who was a GP, I said, oh my goodness, I've got this headache and I just, I don't understand what it is. And she replied to me, well, you live on holiday, so it can't be stress. Now, that's an interesting conversation in itself. But really, it was stress. It was stress. And just moving, well, I guess moving house, moving to another country is quite stressful in itself. But really, this conception of, oh, well, you know, you live in a hot country, you live in a place where you get to go to the beach the whole time. Yes, of course, but there are other stresses. And I think really and truly, The big stresses are those mundane little things. I love this quote. It's not the mountain that you climb. It's the pebble in your shoe that's really going to make it uncomfortable. So wherever you're trying to get to, whatever your goal is, obviously I help people lead their healthiest life. That's the goal I I work with people on. It doesn't matter what your goal is. Your goal is fabulous, but it's that pebble in your shoe that's really going to make it unpleasant. So I was thinking it's 10 to 10 in the morning as I record this. I've been up since I woke up at 6.30 and I went for a run. I'm so proud when I do my runs because I'm not very good. I'm I'm not a natural runner. And Since then, I've had several pebbles in my shoes. First thing, I got home and my 14-year-old son is going on a trip today. Oh my goodness, so much faff and screaming and shouting about packing a sandwich. He managed to burn his wrap. I'm not even sure why he was cooking his wrap. But anyhow, it wasn't so much the problem, but the fact that he's going through teenage brain and he doesn't like mornings. And when you say something like, hey, can I help you? He screams and yells and he's like, no, go away. And for me, that's a pebble in my shoe. So that was one pebble. And he didn't leave. He was definitely going to be late for school. Another pebble. My daughter, I bought socks. I'm going to talk to you about socks. Yes, really. I know it's so mundane. So my daughter loves to walk around with just her socks on. Now we have tiles all over our house. So the socks just get dirty and they wear out. And I've thought about this previously and thought, oh my goodness, I would much rather she didn't do this. We have a rule in our house, which is really either go barefoot or put some shoes on but she doesn't do it. And it just turns into one of those other battles. So pick your battles, they say. And I have decided that if she wants to get through socks, she will get through socks. Okay. So I bought some new socks for everybody a few weeks ago. Now her socks and my socks are quite similar. Mine are a bit bigger and they've got little stripes on them, but I can see that they look quite quite similar. But anyhow, I found out, I found a pair of socks sort of tucked behind the sofa. Clearly, she had worn them. Absolutely filthy because they've been covered, you know, walked around the house. And, you know, that kind of dirt that's really difficult to wash out. So that's a pebble. She's been wearing my socks. Not only has she been wearing my socks, but she's really been getting them dirty. Whereas I wear socks for half an hour when I go running, cycling, my socks stay nice and clean. And I look after my socks. I want my socks to be nice. That's why I bought myself some nice ones. And I bought her some socks as well. And now I find out that she's She's, you know, using my socks. Now, I know, put on your positive brain and sort the issue out. It's not a big deal. I know that. We all know that. We all know, okay, these little things aren't a big deal, but they are little pebbles on our journey and they do upset us. I'm sure I've had more pebbles in the few hours that I've been awake, but right now I can't remember them. Oh, my son walking to school. He's getting close to school. We're running a little little bit late. I can't remember why. In fact, I don't think I'm even sure why because we seem to leave at the right time. We must have just walked more slowly. And then by the time he's getting there, he's anxious. The way he expresses himself is like, oh my goodness, I hate school and you just need to be quiet. And just stress stress and exhaustion and my brain is just going oh my goodness it's not noise in my brain that i don't like like the sound of cars is fine it's this kind of noise that i'm supposed to pay attention to and help somebody and that kind of drain on my brain and that's before i've even you know thought about work and other things and you know the big stress in my life is my my 13 year old is still unwell and he is making progress. I'm hoping he's getting better. But that's one of those sort of like big umbrella stresses we have. Whereas it's the everyday things that we do not give ourselves credit for being stressful. In my life, it's the conflict between my kids, essentially, having four kids really close in age who don't seem to have the capacity to be able to resolve conflict without screaming and yelling. So I'm sure it's the same for you that you have other stresses and it might be work related and yes jobs and work related are a big stress and you know what is it about your job that is stressful and it might be you know lots of interaction when i think about me working in the nhs the health service in the uk yes there were certain times that were super super stressful we had to deal with you know kids coming in who were very sick actually we had a protocol to deal with that now it's emotionally upsetting And, you know, it's not a nice situation to be in. But in terms of that sort of stress, you know the decisions you need to make. It's sort of anxiety-provoking, but it's a different kind of stress, I would say. The big thing that I found really stressful was, number one, the long hours and the incessantness. We never got a break, basically. Our break, we'd have a bleep attached to us and it would just go off all the time. So being able to sit and relax and eat your lunch never really happened It wasn't that you got half an hour to go and have a break, really relax, know that you aren't going to be called. You would be working through that. You'd be sitting down, but beep, 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 beep. I remember getting frustrated once because I was being beeped by people. You know, they would bleep you and then you have to phone them up and they would bleep you and complain that you aren't answering your bleep. And you're like, yes, I know, because I'm answering another bleep because somebody else has bleeped me. I don't have enough capacity to be able to answer my bleeps. So that is stress. And thinking about, okay, what is it that's contributing to stress? What is it? So, you know, for you, you might find something stressful that I find perfectly fine, and it might be the other way around. And I think the two things that really spring out to me is what contributes to stress is number one, other people. Why is it that other people contribute to stress? I'll explain in a minute. But also, number two, the way we think about things. So number one, other people. Yes, other people never do what we want them to do. They never do what we expect them to do. And they throw their big emotions at us. And so particularly for me in my family with, you know, dealing with teenage kids, those big emotions are hard, they're they're tiring to deal with. And we have in our brain things called mirror neurons. So we really reflect other people's emotions. When we're around people who are laughing and joking, we want to laugh and joke. When we're around people who are angry and cross... We get angry and cross. And thinking about my son this morning, him being angry and cross and sort of yelling at me, me trying to be calm and relaxed and in my positive brain and not get triggered by him. He leaves, and then my husband said something, and I snapped at my husband. So, although I've managed to hold it together for my son, it still enters into you in ways that you don't really necessarily recognize. So number one is other people. Other people are going to cause you stressed. I always think about those that book, which is about the world's happiest man who lives in Tibet, in a Tibetan monastery. And I think it must be really easy to be happy if you're entirely by yourself and not jumped on by four kids or at the demands of other people who are constantly doing things that you find stressful. So number one is other people. And number two is how we think about things. And our thoughts are so amazingly important in generating stress. Because really, if I give you the example of socks, let's talk about socks. So what happened was I found a pair of socks behind the sofa. They were dirty socks. They needed to be put in the wash. And you can think about it at that one level. Oh, my goodness, it was just a pair of socks. I picked them up. Hey, big deal. But inside my brain, there's this narrative of, hey, I bought myself some nice socks and I like my socks and these are my socks and my daughter's been using my socks. And all of those thoughts are generating this, hmm, I don't like this situation. That is me making a judgment on that situation. I'm not happy with my daughter. I'm not happy with the sock situation. I'm not happy that she left them behind the sofa. All of those things. But if I said to you, hey, I picked up a pair of socks. It was really stressful. You'd be like, what are you talking about? Picking up socks is not stressful, it's super easy. And so really it's that that thought that has gone onto it and those thoughts that we have on a daily, daily process, those little tiny thoughts as opposed to the big things. So then the question really becomes, okay, what can we do about it? And I think this is the really interesting part that there is a lot that we can do about it, even without changing your umbrella circumstances. And what I mean by that is if you've got a high stressful job, even without changing your job, there is a lot that you can do to help yourself manage stress. So number one is really have a think about your day, your daily routine, and have a think about what matters to you. Now, this may sound a bit like, okay, what are you talking about? This has got nothing to do with stress. But actually, if you think about Let me backtrack. I was talking to a lady yesterday and she was saying she was having problems with her four-year-old daughter, who is noisy and boisterous and wants everything that she wants. And when we really unpacked it and said to this lady, well, what is it that you want? Well, actually, I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. Yes, I want to spend some time with my daughter. I also want to be able to do going to to other events and things like that. I want this in my life and I want that in my life. And right now I'm not having any of those things. So think about what is important to you and are you doing that? Is it that you want to be a really involved parent and actually what you do is find yourself nagging and shouting and all of those things? Is it that health is really important to you and you're not making time to exercise and all of these things? So really have a think about are your daily actions reflecting what matters to you? Or are you just getting caught up in all of these things that you need to do and not having any control over the things that are important to you? Another question I think is really important to answer is, do you behave with intention or do things just happen to you? Do you stand up and say, okay, I can see that this isn't going right, so I'm going to make some, some changes and I'm going to do things in a different way? And I think the next big question I have for you is, are you looking after yourself out of 10 here's my out of 10 question for you out of 10 how much do you feel that you are looking after yourself you know this big thing that everybody says put on your oxygen mask first you can't help other people if you're not looking after yourself now if you don't know what looking after yourself is here is my definition of looking after yourself you've probably heard me talk about my four four pillars before so i'll just give you a quick recap healthy eating In a nutshell, eating more fruits and vegetables, less packaged foods. Number two, movement or exercise that lights you up. It is so important. Something that you really enjoy doing. Now, I am not saying that if you do exercise, you'll never have stress. Look at me this morning. I went for a run. I felt super proud. I walked in the door. I met my 14-year-old teenager. But it still helps me. If I hadn't gone for a run, if I didn't look after myself... Every single time I spoke to my teenager, I would be having stress and anxiety, and I wouldn't be able to process these things. So being looking after myself means that I have much more strength, much more ability to stay in my positive brain, even when he is being total teenager. And for the Brits in you, we we call him Kevin. I'm hope I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about, the Harry Enfield character. <laughs> he just turns into a teenager. He's a bit like that. So pillar number three is sleep. And sleep is so important. We're talking about stress. Sleep, lack of sleep and stress go hand in hand. You don't sleep well because you're stressed. And then you're more stressed because you're not sleeping well. So you really need to unpack that and prioritise sleep. And I know, again, there's a lot of mindset in here. So people say, well, I'm super, super busy. I need to stay up till midnight working. Well, if you're trying to pack 25 hours a day into 24 hours a day, that isn't going to work. So at some stage, you need to say, OK, I need to prioritise my sleep and I need to make sure I'm getting enough sleep and I'm going to do all the things that I need to do. Another thing I think that really causes people stress is not being realistic about how long things take to do those deadlines. Deadlines are good, but sometimes people put the deadlines too soon and then, oh, my goodness, so much stress to get things done. Pillar number four is emotional wellness. And within this, I I include well, stress levels. I include um, what, how you're thinking and your emotional wellness. And if you haven't heard me talk before about how thoughts and emotions and actions are all tied up, you can see that thoughts and emotions and actions are tied up. So going back to the socks, I find the socks, this thought in my brain is, oh my goodness, I'm not happy about dirty socks that are my socks, which leads me to feel frustrated. And the action I then take is to go and talk to my daughter about this and say, Oi, you, these are my socks. Can I show you the difference? And obviously, that circle goes round and round. So then we act and then we have another thought. We judge ourselves on how we have acted. And this thought, emotion, action cycle goes round and round and round. So if you are interested right now, I am... Offering a bonus for anybody who is interested in doing coaching with me. Why would you want to do coaching with me? Because you want to get to healthy, amazing you. You want to nail the emotional eating piece. You want to put in these systems routines so that you can lose weight, so that you can actually get to healthy, amazing you. And at the moment, I have a bonus, which is the positive positive intelligence course. And this course is all about looking at those voices, those sabotaging voices, that negative voice, and strengthening your positive brain so that you can stay in positive brain. Now, I have a few places, and I'm also prepared to offer this to a few people as a standalone. Six weeks. So even if you don't want to do coaching with me, if you're interested in doing this six weeks, then let me know. We're starting on Saturday. So there isn't much time to sign up. I do need to chat to you first because I need to make sure you're a good fit and that it's a good fit for you and that this is really going to benefit you and help you move forwards. So let me know if you want to have a chat what else was I going to say to you? I can't remember. Exciting stuff. So I hope. oh, the pamper pack. That's what I was going to say to you. So, you know, thinking about how can you create your life so that you have less stress in it. And I say, what you need to do is you need to think about different aspects of it. So number one, addressing how you think about things, addressing those negative voices and strengthening your positive voices. And if that's something you're interested in, then message me and, you know, really think about this, positive intelligence course. It's an amazing course. I did it myself a few weeks ago. It's not my course. I'm going to help you go through it. I'm going to host you going through it. But it is an amazing course that I really recommend basically everybody doing. Obviously, not everyone is going to do it with me. I take the people who I I have an affinity with, people who are interested in getting to healthy, amazing you. So really understanding how your thoughts are and how you can change them, how you can be intentional in changing them and thinking about your emotions. But on top of that, it's really important that you put things into your routine into your day that you know are going to help you reduce your stress. Now there are so many different things that you can do and I have a pamper pack which goes through all the different things. I'm not going to read it out now but so many different things that you can do. So for me exercise is something that I really incorporate into my life partly because it keeps me fit but partly because I know it really helps me relax, it helps me turn off my brain, it helps me just go into a different space. Meditation, another Amazing thing that can help you relax and cut off the stress for a small period of time. But there are lots of different things. So if you want to get that pamper pack, what I suggest you do, I sent it out on day two of the Positively Healthy Weight Loss Week, which was a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't signed up for that, you can sign up for the replay for that. And on day two, it will send out the pamper pack. And what I suggest you do is have a look at it and think about some of the things that you would like in your life. And they could be simple things like colouring or knitting or dancing. Again, you need to find what works for you. So there's a couple of things that you can do. You don't need to go and change your life completely, but a couple of things that you can do to really help you reduce your stress levels. And they are looking at how you think about things and incorporating relaxation techniques into your, I think techniques isn't the right word, but incorporating things in your life that are going to help you turn off the stress. And those two things are really going to help you reduce stress overall. And once you can reduce stress, if stress eating is your thing, you will not be stress eating so much. and You'll be on your path to healthy, amazing you. Okay, my friends, I hope that was helpful. If you're interested in doing the six-week course, get hold of me now because we're starting on Saturday. If you want to see the pamper pack, sign up to the Positively Healthy Weight Loss Week that we did and it will send out the replay. Have a fabulous day and I look forward to chatting to you soon. Bye-bye.